How marvelous is the high calling of every believer in Jesus under the new covenant. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and this radio broadcast is Shi'ar Jeshub. Coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My husband and the pastor of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Greg Scalzo, has been teaching a through the Bible examination on heavenly authority. And the current sermon has set forth some of the foundational principles found in the New Testament. We have seen how each Christian is a living stone in the spiritual house God is building, part of a holy and royal priesthood, each with access to God, each with a function and ministry as a part of the body of Christ. And when we left off in this sermon, Pastor Greg was discussing how authority has changed in the New Testament from the priesthood of Aaron in the Old. The Lord was now putting new wine in new wineskins. But before we return to the message, please remember the church website at www.shiarjashub.org. Make it your site for serious Bible study, and be sure to tell others about it. The library of quarter-hour programs especially is a great tool for your daily time in God's Holy Word. Here now is Pastor Greg Scalzo for the conclusion of the current sermon. But when he does the new song, he sings a new song, he has a new wine, he works things a little differently than in the past. And so you read in Matthew chapter 4, and verse 18, Matthew 4 and 18, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were what? Fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Four disciples called in that one passage. Later on, he would call a tax gatherer named Matthew Levi. These, were not, these fishermen were not learned men. If you go ahead to the book of Acts, chapter 4, and verse 13, before the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin forbids Peter and John to preach the ruling body, the accepted authority, forbids Peter and John to preach in the name of this Jesus. And they give eloquent answers. It says in verse 13, now, when they, the Sanhedrin, saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were fishermen, they marveled. How do they speak like this? How do they know what they know? How do they know the scriptures? How is such life inside of them? How can such miracles happen from them? 
You can imagine those who were so prideful in themselves of their position. Remember the Pharisees came out and John said, who told you to flee, you vipers, from the wrath to come? And they thought they were going to come out and, and make the show of, look what we're doing, we're coming also to be baptized. And here stands Peter and John, these uneducated, untrained men, and it says they marveled. And what does the second part of verse 13 say? And they realized that they had been with Jesus. Everyone called to salvation in Jesus Christ should have that addressed of them. Someone should marvel when they hear you and say, this one has been with Jesus. And it doesn't mean you have to be a scholar, but it means you have to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. You've got to be willing to learn and hear and have him change your heart, change your mind, anoint you and gift you with the Holy Spirit. This new wine was poured out in new wineskins, and these fishermen, Peter indeed was a fisher of men. Think of all the people called under his ministry. How does it work under the new covenant? In 1 Corinthians chapter chapter 2. Now Paul, as a trained rabbi, could come to them speaking excellent words, giving tremendous dissertations, and many times he will use his knowledge anointed by the Holy Spirit to show from the Old Testament that Jesus Christ is Lord. But listen to what he says to the church at Corinth in chapter 2, verse 1. He says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Even Paul understood it had to be by the anointing of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Consider, the human mind can't comprehend it, the human eye can't see it. The glory, the grace, the joy, the unending love and joy, the eternal love that God has prepared for those who love him. Consider it. The great calling. The wonderful mystery. So when Paul goes out, he proclaims the power of the Holy Spirit. This great love to them through Jesus Christ crucified. And he he fixed his mind that that was all he was going to tell them through the spirit and power that they would see the power of God, feel the presence of God,
and come not by persuasive, tickling words, but by the anointing of the Almighty. But there is a wisdom, and it's not the wisdom of this world or the educator of this world. It's the wisdom of God, and it's seen through the Spirit. Verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Through his spirit, we can begin to see what's unseeable, hear what's unhearable, know what's unknowable to the world. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Blessed are your eyes for what they see and your ears for what they hear, Jesus said. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Through receiving the Holy Spirit, we receive the Spirit of God, we begin to see and know the mind of God. The world cannot know it, because the world does not have God's Spirit. Verse 15, but he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. As we judge ourselves, as we submit to God's spirit, as we rightly divide the word of truth, we come out of judgment. Instead, we are able to divide and judge all things. Verse 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? How can a human being know the mind of God? And then the glory, the second part of that verse, but what? But we have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. This is the way the new contract works. This is the way the new covenant is formed. New wine and new wineskins, individuals yielding to God, receiving his spirit, not being unwise, but wise in God, the wisdom in God, through his spirit, revealing it, receiving the mind of Christ. Revealed to us by the spirit, spiritual things, and this is the power of God. And that's where the authority is formed in the New Testament, as each member of that body, as each stone in that temple fits into the place as the Spirit guides and directs. And too often how we have forgotten the anointing, the guidance of God's Holy Spirit. Too often in the church have we relied upon an individual to give us the food for one day and hope that food lasts the whole week and said, well, that's his obligation. I've done my observance. I'm a good person. I've gone to church on Sunday. Now I live my life, and it's for them to do. Forgetting that each is called daily to read, to seek, to pray, to receive the mind of Christ. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine what the church would really be like if we yielded ourselves all the time to the Spirit of God? 
and you had like you know a thousand Elijahs walking in this country, men and women anointed by God, set on fire, burning out what's wrong, with the zeal to do that which is right, each ministering in their appointed calling at their jobs with their families. Can you imagine what the Church of the Almighty would be like? We receive a taste of it in the book of Acts, right? It starts right, and then right away things start to go wrong. But God willing, by his grace and his spirit, it'll come back because God brings everything full circle. He will reveal himself to Israel, and he will bring his church back to where it should be, as instructed by the apostles at the very beginning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy word. And Lord, we just pray that you would give us such a clear vision through your Holy Spirit of the glory of the new contract and the holy special position each of us is called to. And that, Father, you would show us how we grow in you, how we learn at the feet of Jesus, how we are truly to be disciples and stewards. Father God, that you would set us on fire by your Holy Spirit that we would be part of that functioning, whole, healthy body in Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. You can visit our website at www.shiarjashub.org. The website has an archive of Bible study programs, both new and old, with in-depth analysis as well as anointed preaching. The address again is www.shear-jashub.org. May the Lord bless you as you serve Him.